Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was an eventful start to the day as we kicked off this morning with the much-anticipated CPI report. No real surprises here. And by now, I'm sure that a lot of you have seen these numbers already, but certainly these are worth going through here again. We all knew it was going to be a high number, but you still have to put it in some perspective here. So CPI coming in this morning at a year-over-year pace of 7% increases for inflation. That is the highest level in 40 years now. So this is 19 82 that we've seen this level of inflation month over month December core CPI was up 0.6% versus estimates of 0.5% so really across the board and I'll I'll dial into some of these numbers here in a second as well but this now marks the eighth straight month with a figure above 5% for CPI and the third consecutive month now with more than 6%. Folks, we've been talking about this this here for months, uh, and this is about what we've expected. You know, you can't can't completely say that there wasn't some of of Trump's responsibility in here, given the massive spending programs that we did under his presidency in 2020. Uh, This is some of the carryover effect, although I would certainly say that by now, if Trump were still president, there would be a lot more measures that have been enacted to help resolve this issue, whether it's a supply chain crisis or for money printing, we probably wouldn't have gotten, certainly wouldn't have gotten as big of stimulus plans passed in 2021 if Trump was still president. Uh, But we are here now and this is what we're dealing with. So check this out though as well. I've really put this in some perspective. The Fed funds rate, right now, which the Fed sets, is effectively at zero, right? After cutting rates going into the pandemic and not raising them since, effectively at zero. So with inflation at 7%, that means that the real Fed funds rate, which is the Fed funds minus inflation, in December was a negative 7% for reference there. And this is big. That is lower than any point in the inflation scare from 1970s, from the 1970s, which I'm sure many of you uh, are know about, possibly lived through, that what happened then, massive inflation, Paul Volcker had to come in, raise interest rates by an unprecedented amount, never before seen, never seen since, uh, the lowest the Fed funds rate got in real terms in the 1970s was negative 5%. So that is, this is uncharted territory, folks, uh, as far as what the Fed's next moves are going to be, what their real options are. And I'll dive into that here in a second as well. But first, let's, take, let's, let's dig in to some of these numbers for 2021. As you hear these, as you listen to this, you're going to find it hard to believe that CPI was only 7%. And if you find that hard to believe, you are certainly not alone. The way that they calculate these numbers, the things that they take out, the things that they put in to try and, you know, 
massage these numbers into something that looks a little bit more favorable. Really, with Fed is saying, with CPI at 7%, what economists are saying is, that's the best we could make it look. That's how bad it is. That it's, It looks bad at 7%. In reality, it's far worse. Take a look at some of these numbers for 2021 price increases. Starting with gas prices. We all know it. We've seen this massive increase in, in the price of oil as well, given the fact that the Biden administration is very anti-oil, has shut down pipelines, has taken away permitting from companies as well, made us reliant on other countries for oil when just a year ago, a year in less than a year ago, America, the United States was energy independent. In less than a year, we've gone from being energy independent to begging OPEC to produce more oil. And the result of that has been a 49.6% increase in gasoline prices across the nation. Used car prices now as well up 37%. I sold a car last year and actually a lot of friends who, who sold cars or bought cars in that time as well. I mean, unbelievable how quickly you can sell them and how hard it is to buy a new one. Gas utilities up 24.1%. Meats, fish, and eggs up 12.5%. Food at home up 6.5%. And electricity up 6.3%. Folks, we're not, we haven't even talked about rent yet. The rent numbers are absolutely abysmal as well. Uh, I saw, and I actually don't have this number in front of me right now. And here we go. Okay, so the BLS saying that rent of primary residence was higher by 3.3% year over year. But apartment list said this week that 2021 rents were up 17.8% last year. If you, if you calculate that into CPI, the CPI is above 10%. There's certainly rents were not increased by 3.8% year over year. Uh, before I bought my home, I went to go renew my lease last year at the beginning of last year and this is early in the year on a month-to-month -month basis they would have increased my rent by 40 percent if i would have gone with a year-long lease they would have increased my rent by 20 percent so where do they get this 3.8 percent from yes that's one anecdotal evidence piece of evidence right there but i'm telling you right now I'm a big people person. I talk to a lot of people all the time. In my apartment complex, it was no different. Everyone there, as soon as their lease was up, they were immediately met with, even if they wanted to extend by a year to two years, minimum 15 to 20% increase in rent. If you went to month over month, month to month leases, 40% plus. I knew a lot of people in my one apartment complex that instead of renewing their lease, either found roommates so they could get a two bedroom or got rid of their lease, found a new apartment in the same complex for cheaper than what they would have been able to renew at. So we know we're being lied to here as far as inflation goes. And in the words of Thomas Sowell talking about inflation, and this is, this is the take home point here, talking about inflation again, inflation is a way to take people's wealth from them without having to openly raise taxes. Inflation is the most 
universal tax of all. That is absolutely true. Think about this again for 2021. Is actually a pretty good year for wage growth from all ends of the spectrum. Average hourly wages increased by 4.7%. Sounds pretty good, right? On a normal year, that'd be pretty great. But when you calculate inflation into that and assuming that inflation is somewhere near 7%, likely, like I said, above 10%, workers actually got a wage cut of 3.3% if inflation was actually 7% last year. Think about that. That means, again, workers got a pay cut in 2021. Again, with inflation over 10%, that is a 5.3% pay cut that everybody got in 2021. If your hourly wages did not increase by more than 7 to 10%, you lost money last year. So that's what we're dealing with here. So, but for investing purposes, let's dive into that side as well. We see only reasons to remain bullish here, even with this morning's inflation reading. The structural components that we see for this economy, for the stock markets, should continue to power stocks higher. Bull markets don't end until corporate earnings top. And with inflation, earnings are going to continue higher as well. We see that as another four years or so before corporate earnings top. That's been our prediction for some time now. Ed Hyman and the economists over at Evercore, our favorites, still see GDP growth of 4.5% in 2022. So our economy is slowing compared to coming out of the pandemic, compared to being under Trump, but we will still grow going forward. We're in Obama's third term, slower growth, strong stock market. Uh, and the natural thought process there would be with inflation this high that of course, the Fed will have to start raising rates. A lot of predictions out there right now. JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs saying four rate hikes in 2022. <laughs> we, we'll, we'll laugh at that one, honestly and openly laugh at it. Because as we've talked about here before, the Fed does have some room to raise rates slightly, really just to save face to say they did what they said they were going to do. But in the long run here, the Fed is trapped. If they raise rates too high, the U.S. will be unable to service our debt. Right now, we have some of the highest debt to GDP ratio that we've ever had in this country. So our only choice to get out of this problem is to inflate it away so that we continue to make our debt payments and they don't completely halt growth in this country. So as we continue, keep that in mind, as we continue to hear this hawkish tone from the Fed and, and financial talking heads, it's empty rhetoric. They really do not have a choice here. That's the way we see it. That's the way that we're going to continue to play it here. And the way to play that, to protect yourself from inflation, regardless of who you follow, continue to own assets. You must own assets here whether it's stocks, real estate, cryptos, big, big, personally big fan of cryptos, um, you know, up or down over the long run, depending on government regulation, really in cryptos. So if you want to play it safe, stocks and real estate, because cash is trash. And that will continue to be the mantra of Biden's presidency here. That's our view. You don't want to be holding on to cash throughout this process. 
So that being said, let's take a look at our market action on the day because we did actually have, despite the high CPI print, you know, really showed some resilience from our markets today. I'll say that really a pretty quiet day, pretty, pretty flat. We opened higher on the day, turned negative around midday. But then, like I said, showed some serious resilience as we got back to positive and then kind of a quiet day after that, except for small caps, which are only major index to finish down on the day. Small caps were down 0.82% to 2,176. We were followed there by the Dow Jones up 0.11% to 36,290. Next up was the NASDAQ up 0.23% to 15,188. And finally, our leader on the day was the S&P 500 up 0.28% to 4,726. Next up, let's take a look at our internals on the day today. Uh, we were positive across the board here for the NYSE, got a little bit of weakness from the NASDAQ. And while these weren't ideal internals, really pretty mixed on the day, they'd continue to, to point to a market that is getting healthier here. So for advanced decline, like I said, NYSE did finish positive. NASDAQ came back lower on the day there. New 52-week highs to lows, came in two to one positive for the NYSE. Did come in negative for the NASDAQ, not quite two to one negative, which is good to see we had that record day uh, of new 52-week lows for the NASDAQ. Uh, so good to see much improvement there from where we were. And finally, volume coming in positive for the NYSE. And really, not too negative for the NASDAQ. Not quite flat, though, either. Definitely slightly negative. But again, pointing to signs of a market that's getting healthier here. Looking at our sectors on the day, you would have thought it was a really strong day because we finished with 10 out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by materials, consumer discretionary, and technology. And I'll also point out here, financials were pretty flat on the day but they did hit an all-time high as we look uh, to the end of this week. The kickoff for Q4 earnings is this Friday with the big banks. And we also had energy hitting another 52-week high for energy stocks on the day-to-day. -day. Our one laggard on the day was healthcare. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold, now up about half a percent to $1,827 an ounce. Really been liking the action in precious metals here. And for our view of 2022, we think this is going to be a strong year for precious metals. You've heard Kip and I both talk about this a lot. These are well-funded companies. They have a lot of cash. They're ready to put to work. Uh, so this would be, with inflation running hot, this should be a strong year uh, for precious metals and the miners. Uh, the miners appear to be warming up now as well, up a nice 1.83% today for GDX, the gold miners, which is exactly what you want to see from this group. You want to see the miners outperforming the metals, and we got that in spades today. Silver now up big on the day, 1.82% to $23.22 a pound, or excuse me, an ounce. And the, the silver miners were also up even more on the day, up 2.27%. Copper up really big today, up 3.05% to $4.56 a pound, right around its highest level since October of last year now. And oil up 1.88% to $82.75 a barrel. Finally for today, crypto rallying as well. Bitcoin now up 3.09% to 44,000, almost exactly a Bitcoin. 
Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.